one of the things that we uh, suggest doing in our meditation instruction is uh, paying a lot of attention to, to the attitude in the mind. Uh, and that process begins even before we start to formally feel the breath. And the first thing that we suggest doing when we sit down to meditate is see what the mind is like. What's the quality of the mind that we're bringing to the meditation? What I really suggest trying to do is uh, see what the attitude is in the mind with regard to the meditation. So maybe there's some kind of a resistance to the meditation. You're really learning about uh, uh, patterns of mind that are habitual for you. You're learning how to discern patterns of mind. And of course, you're learning what might be in the mind that might be getting in the way of you being able to settle into a strong concentration. Uh, so there's a lot of value, uh, a lot that we learn. We just really learn to be mindful in many ways by uh, being mindful of what the mind is like when we sit down to meditate. A lot of times it's more subtle, right? Uh, it may not be, oh, I don't want to do this, that you perceive in, that you discern really in words in the mind, but it might be a feeling of contraction or uh, aversion that you feel in the body. Uh, one of the things that I often notice uh, when I sit down to meditate. And of course, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody kind of relates to things based on your karma in a little bit of a different way. Uh, uh, but one of the things that I tend to notice when I sit down to meditate, and I will look at what my mind is like, is uh, a little bit of apprehension in the mind. Like, what's gonna happen in this meditation? You know, there's that quality of uncertainty. You know, because the meditation is uncertain. Nobody knows what's gonna happen during that half hour that we just meditated or 45 minutes, whatever you're doing during your day, uh, the meditation is completely uncertain. We might think we have ideas about what's gonna happen, but it never is quite what we think it's going to be. And it's always something different. And just like everything else in life, the future is uncertain. So what I tend to notice in my mind is the way that I tend to react to uncertainty is you know a quality of apprehension. So there's that little bit of twinge of apprehension about what's going to happen in the meditation. Uh, so, you know, so that's not a problem as long as I notice it, right? So that's our job is to notice it, to bring some awareness to it, uh, as, we, as we talk about so much, uh, to bring, so there's apprehension, create a little bit of space, and then create a skillful intention, cultivate a skillful intention. I'm going to practice with loving kindness and compassion. I'm going to meet my experience in the meditation with compassion and loving kindness, regardless of what my experience is. This is how I'm going to practice. So, uh, so uh, this quality of uh, uncertainty or apprehension that I see in my mind is 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 fairly. Uh, habitual for most of us with regard to uh, uh, the future and the way that we tend to relate to what lays ahead. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, in talking to people, uh, students recently, talking to friends, uh, a lot of people have talked to me about, uh, you know, feelings of uncertainty about the future, you know. I mean, we, we kind of all always tend to have those kinds of feelings, but, uh, you know, the future seems so uncertain. 
right now for a lot of us. We don't know uh, what the world is going to be like, what our lives are going to be like, uh, given the pandemic and what we've been going through over the past years. Uh, you know, I know just even for myself, you know, what are, what's, you know, for over 20 years, you know, I taught live classes. I never taught a, an online class until a year ago, uh, really. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, what I had been done for 20 years, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Thank God I could teach online. But what's that going to be like as things change, you know, and, and, and as people start to uh, go back out into the world and we start to, you know, so that's just one little example in terms of my life uh, where there's a quality of uncertainty. So uh, just like the people that I've talked to, the students, the friends, you know, I see how uh, my own mind, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it, the way that I relate in my mind to the future and what lays ahead, you know, this uncertain future, there's a quality of uncertainty. So, you know, our practice, of course, is to be mindful of what the mind is like. So for myself, I need to learn to see that. So again, you know, everybody relates to the future uh, in, in, you know, in their own way based on, on your past karma, you know. Uh, uh, there may be anxiety or uncertainty or worry or impatience. Uh, different people are going to relate to it in different ways. We have to learn to, you know, be able to discern the patterns of our own particular mind as it relates to the future. Uh, but I think this is a good area for us to, to, uh, to, be, to be mindful of, uh, to pay attention to uh, these days. It always is. Uh, but in particular these days, uh, there can be these qualities of mind of anxiety, uncertainty, worry, impatience, uh, that uh, it will really uh, benefit us to be mindful of. Uh, and of course, when we talk about being mindful of, you know, these patterns of mind, uh, we're talking about noticing them when they're arising in real time, you know. So, you know, the Dharma talk uh, is really about you know, offering a template, if you will, for things to pay attention to, but the real task is paying attention to those things, is paying attention to those things when they arise in real time. And that's kind of the rub of, of mindfulness and meditation uh, and noticing what your mind is like. It's not analysis. It's not after the fact. Sometimes you can call things up as a way of helping you understand the qualities of the mind, but, you know, uh, the real test of, of your mindfulness is to notice what's arising in real time as it's arising. You know, it's not an analysis. It's, okay, I'm experiencing anxiety right now about the future. You know, I'm discerning it as thoughts in the mind, worrying about, you know, how I'm going to teach in the future. Or I might discern it as a felt sense in the body, right? Feeling of anxiety or worry. Uh, so, you know, again, the challenge is to notice things in real time. Uh, that's why we make so much of an effort to stay with the breath and to stay in the body as we go throughout the course of our days. Uh, so, you know, we, 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 we develop this ability to be in the body, right? So Ajahn Lee, our teaching, the way that we teach the Dhamma comes largely from Ajahn Lee, the Thai meditation master, and he said, you establish the breath in the sitting, you maintain it throughout the course of the day and you put it to good use. And we're talking about putting it to good use, but in order to put it to good use, you need to be able to maintain it to some extent during the day. Uh, 
and as we're maintaining the breath and present moment awareness during the day, then we're sensitive to what the mind is like. So, uh, Ajahn Lee's uh, student was Ajahn Fuang, and Ajahn Fuang's student was Tana Sarabiko, and Tana Sarabiko said, often would say insight is sensitivity. You know, it's being sensitive to what the mind is like. Being sensitive to what the mind is like as you're going throughout the course of the day. Uh, is there dis-ease in the mind? You know, again, we may notice that as thoughts, but in large part we're noticing it as dis-ease in the body. You know, so during the course of the day, you know, I'll may no I may notice in the body a quality of anxiety about the future, a feeling of worry. I may notice it as thoughts, or I may notice it as a felt sense in the body. But a lot of times the more subtle manifestations of anxiety, worry, uncertainty, doubt, impatience, we feel in the body. So, so much of the practice is uh, being sensitive to the body and the arising of these mental states like anxiety or worry or uncertainty as they manifest in the body in real time. So, you know, we sort of live in that question, what's the mind like? Is there disease? Or sometimes we use the, 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 the question. So, you know, the question, living in those questions is a good thing to do, right? Uh, or the question is, how is the heart? Is the heart afflicted? Is the heart, you know, afflicted with, you know, these mind states like aversion or anxiety or worry? So we've talked so much about as we notice what's arising, if it's some feeling of uncertainty, uh, to practice being aware of that experience, right? That mental quality. So we've talked so much about this acronym ABC, you know, ABC. Very simple acronym that really, in its simplicity, uh, uh, speaks to, you know, how we learn to practice in real time. We keep it really simple. Uh, and, you know, the heart of that simplicity is, is just bringing awareness to the experience of uncertainty or anxiety or worry, uh, generally as, uh, it could be, just bring awareness to it as, okay, there's those thoughts of uncertainty in the mind or, you know, awareness of that felt sense in the body. So just bring a simple awareness, okay, uh, we're the observer, right? We're shifting to being in something, to taking a step back from it and observing it. So there's that shift that I always talk about from, you know, I'm worried about the future to, oh, there's worry. You know, so when you're um, worried about the future, you know, you're, you're attached, you know, you're, you're, you're you, you know, there's no space there. And then you're shifting to, okay, there's worry and you're creating this relationship uh, that has some space. And in that moment or two, when you're just bringing awareness to what's there, you know, you're, you're establishing a non-attached relationship to the mental quality. So that's our job with mental qualities like anxiety or worry or, uh, or apprehension, like I described is not to change the mental quality as though you could, which of course you can't. It's to change your relationship to it. So instead of being enmeshed with it, to have a spacious relationship to it and you enact that spacious relationship by observing and just being the observer and bringing awareness. So it's always about 
changing the relationship to the mental quality. And of course, when there's space, then there's some room for the heart to understand the mental quality and to understand what it's like when you're not holding on to it and the benefits of that and the potential for letting go and the, the letting go ability, the letting go, I'm making up a word, the letting go-ableness of the mental quality. Well, that can happen in a few moments, in less than a few moments, in a, in a, in a, in a part of a second, if there's some space there. And that's what uh, teachers like Ajahn Sumedho would call intuitive awareness. In that space, when there's awareness with some space, the heart understands that you don't have to hold on. So we bring awareness to the experience of what have I always said over the years. I could give a test on it now. How many seconds do you have? You know, you've got somewhere between in off the cushion, you know, between two and five seconds. That's a lot. Five seconds is a lot. You know, five seconds is like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Everybody play touch football? Four Mississippi, five, five Mississippi. You know, that's a lot. You know, it's really like two Mississippi, you know, because after a couple of seconds, the space closes down, right? So you've got a couple of seconds to observe, and then you go to the breath. And, you know, the breath is, 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 is your ground. You know, that's your center. So you go to the breath, you have a good place to put the mind. Uh, you can rest the mind there. You can feel some ease. If you can begin to connect to an easeful breath, the body starts to come into a state of regulation. You start to come into the breath and the ease in the body. There's a quality of pleasure which forms a, a duality with the pain of the uncertainty. So without that duality, it's very difficult to maintain space from the painful situation. Uh, but if you have an internal pleasure, okay, you know, the world sucks, I don't know what's going to happen, da-da-da-da-da, but inside the body there's this quality of ease and pleasure, and you know what? I can stay, stay here and is all is well, and all manner of things shall be well. Uh, so, uh, you know, the quality of ease and pleasure helps us maintain that space, and it's a good place to be. Uh, and when we go to the breath, we can begin to connect, you know, based on the degree to which we've developed the breath, to that quality of equanimity, inner strength. All right, I can keep my mind here. Keep my mind here. You know, one of the uh, 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 functions of equanimity, or subsets, if you will, is patience. You know, so, uh, you know, we were able to, we're able to uh, endure the disagreeable. That's a a good definition for patience, enduring the disagreeable. Uh, I'll put that chapter in the notes. That chapter will be in the notes for my first book on the skill of living, which is the chapter on patience, which of course is one of the skillful qualities. One of the skillful qualities. You know, the skillful qualities, the paramis, are paramis and skillful qualities because they support our ability to awaken. You know, patience is really important. So we go to the breath, and, you know, we're able to endure the disagreeable. Okay, I don't know what's going to happen. This kind of sucks. But you know what? I can endure this so I can incline to equanimity. I can incline to this capacity that I have for patience, which, again, like all the skillful qualities, is a compassion, is a quality that you have that's rooted in compassion. So we can, might see the impatience. Uh, we incline to our ability to endure the disagreeable. I mean, how many times have you had to do that over the last year? You know, I'm going to endure the disagreeable. 
you know. I'm going to stay with the breath, I'm going to stay in the present moment, I'm going to stay in the heart. Which leads us to the third quality of ABC, which is compassion. So the skillful response to uh, uncertainty is to have compassion for ourselves, right? The skillful response to a world of uncertainty is to have compassion. So we can have compassion for the situation at hand in terms of like, I don't know what's going to happen. All right, you know, I can see my anxiety, go to the breath, have compassion for myself. I have compassion for myself for my anxiety, you know? I mean, that compassion is, uh, you know, it's relating to our suffering. You know, the suffering in, you know, in my own heart around my uncertainty and, you know, the suffering in, in the world, you know, this world that is so uncertain and not just over the last year. You know, this is the nature of our human experience, our existential dilemma that, you know, it's, 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 it's completely uncertain and nobody knows what's going to happen in the next minute. So uh, we've been talking a lot about sort of the ABCs. So, you know, when, we, when there is an experience of uh, uncertainty around the future, bring awareness to that, go to the breath, have compassion for yourself, and then sort of the, the S, A, B, C, S, A, B, Cs, is set an intention. Set an intention for going forward or setting intention for this moment. So what we learn to do is replace, and this is really key, this is kind of the, the cure ultimately for uncertainty, is to replace the uncertainty, the anxiety, the impatience with skillful intention. So that's the Buddha's antidote to uncertainty, is skillful intention. So it could be as simple as, okay, I see my anxiety about the future, bring awareness to that, go to the breath, have some compassion for myself, and have the intention to meet the present moment with the heart. Let me meet this present moment with compassion, let me meet it with loving kindness, let me meet this moment with metta, with loving kindness. Yeah. Let me be here right now in this moment with loving kindness. Uh, sometimes, you know, asking questions, you know, what I call questions for the heart. You know, can I meet this moment with loving kindness? You know, because so I, I like doing that, you know, in terms of setting intention sometimes, because, you know, again, you know, we're trying to replace uncertainty with skillful intention, you know, and the mind is going, you can't manage this experience, you can't deal with things, you know, this is not going to work out well. So, you know, asking these, this kind of question moves it below what the mind is telling us. You know, we're questioning that. Can I meet this moment with love and kindness? The heart goes, yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. You know, and the heart knows exactly how to do that. So we move beyond that intellectual level of, you know, what do I need to do, which usually is followed with, I can't do that, you know to just asking the question, can I meet this moment with metta? Or how can I meet this moment with metta? How can I meet this moment with metta? I mean, ask yourself that question right now. You know, how can I meet this moment with metta? I mean, the heart will show you how to do that, right? You don't need to think about that. So we can have the intention to meet the present moment with the heart, but also to move forward with the heart. So I do that a lot, you know, when I see myself going into uncertainty, uh, bring awareness to it, uh, ground in the breath, compassion, but then have the intention to move forward uh, with loving kindness and compassion. Just very simple, 
right? Using fabrication to set an intention. Let me meet, I'm going to meet the days to come with loving kindness. I'm going to meet the days to come with loving kindness. The same exact thing we do in the meditation, right? I feel the apprehension at the beginning of the meditation. It's like, what's going to happen? You've only done this eight gazillion times before, but you know, you're still anxious about it, right? Just like every day. You know, every day, you know, what did Rumi say? You know, every day we wake up frightened and, and scared, you know? You know, take down a musical instrument. Don't go to the library, you know? That's a paraphrase of Rumi, you know? Uh, so, uh, so uh, you know, uh, just what we do in the meditation, you know, all right, I'm going to meet this meditation with loving kindness. I'm going to meet this day I'm going to meet the days to come. I'm going to meet the days and weeks and months to come with loving kindness. You know, I mean, this is how you change the patterns of your mind. You know, this is how you change your karma. I mean, you're never going to really be able to develop strong concentration in meditation unless you learn to change the karma vis-a-vis -vis your attitude in terms of the way that you meditate. I could never really change my mind, uh, change my my meditation enough to where my concentration was strong until I learned to change the attitude with which I meditated. Thankfully, that's something you can do, you know, through the use of being aware of what's in the mind and setting skillful intention. So, you know, you can shape the days to come uh, and shape the way that you are in the moment by setting intention. You know, so that's really the cure, if you will, for uncertainty is set the intention to meet the future with love, with compassion. Uh, again, asking questions, you know. Uh, what did Rilke say? Live in the questions. Uh, you know, how can I meet the future with the heart? Uh, instead of thinking about the future, just live in the question. Live in the question. Again, the heart knows how to answer. Uh, so we learn to ask the question and let the heart answer. We learn to trust in the heart. We learn to trust in the heart, that the heart will guide us. You know, that's what we're doing in the meditation. We're learning to trust in the heart. You know, that the heart will guide me through this meditation. The heart will see me through, and it's the same thing. So you learn to trust in the heart in your meditation, and then you bring that into your life. So, you know, the practice is really a practice of uh, uh, a gradual awakening, you know. Uh, in which we learn to gradually awaken to the heart and gradually learn, you know, we learn to awaken to what's blocking off the heart and, you know, and, and we learn to gradually awaken to the heart uh, and it's a gradual awakening in which we gradually learn to trust in the heart.